You are Locked On Bears, your daily Chicago Bears podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. One team's trash is another team's treasure. And the Chicago Bears can find some free agent bargains in the players already released by teams for salary cap purposes. This is Locked On Bears, and I'm your host, Lauren Cox. I'm an analyst for Pro Football Focus, and I'm here to bring you your daily, in-depth Chicago Bears news and analysis. Today's episode is brought to you by rockauto.com. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, and all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com and tell them Locked On sent you. On the show today, we'll look at some Chicago Bears free agent options, but not the guys who have been available this whole time. Just the guys released by other NFL teams in the last few weeks leading up to free agency. Guys that NFL teams didn't want anymore, more so because of the salary cap implications rather than the player just not being good enough or not being a player that the team wanted back at all. These are players that, on a different contract, are are still valuable guys, but just not worth the money that were on their previous deal. And there's some extra benefits there for the Chicago Bears that we'll get into here, but we'll look at some guys on offense, some some pass catchers, some offensive linemen, some defensive linemen, and some potential fill-in starters in the secondary. Between now and the start of the new league year next week, we're still going to see a lot of projected free agents re-sign with their teams. So we don't know exactly who is going to be available at all of the Bears' positions of need. But the players that we do know for sure will be available are the guys that have been released in the last few weeks. I suppose these players could sign with other teams between now and then, but we know they're not going to come back to the team that they played on in 2020. And these free agents end up acting a little bit differently or being treated a little bit differently in terms of how the offseason calculations are done. And it's more favorable for your team to sign one of these cast-offs as opposed to outside free agents that hit the open market like normal. Remember last year, the Bears did this with Demetrius Harris at tight end. Didn't necessarily produce a high-quality player, but they didn't sign a top flight free agent in this time of year. But what it does is it does not count toward the formula for compensatory picks. And we just heard yesterday that the compensatory pick formula is out and your Chicago Bears get two six-round picks added to their draft class for 2021. It's all a result of a combination of how many free agents you signed the previous year and then how many free agents you lost the previous year. But players that are released and not just let go in free agency, not re-signed, but players that are actually released from their contract do not count in this compensatory pick formula. So you can sign as many of these players as you want and it won't reduce your chances of getting bonus draft picks in future years. So it's one of the kind of smart, savvy ways 
you can build a team, especially if some of these guys are going to have good value because if they weren't wanted at a higher salary, then they're only going to be wanted at a much lower salary. Otherwise, a team may have tried to trade for one of these players if they were willing to pay them significant dollars. That doesn't mean all of them are going to be super cheap veteran minimum players, but guys that were maybe making 12 or $13 million could be had for more like four or five, some of them even lower, down in that $1 to $2 million range. It kind of depends on how the rest of the free agent market is going to go and what team needs are and how these players are viewed around the NFL. So, like, let's look at wide receiver, for example. Some quality players have become available, like John Brown from the Buffalo Bills, an elite, well, he was an elite speed guy, still very, very fast, vertical, downfield type receiver that Josh Allen just loved to throw bombs to. Emmanuel Sanders, New Orleans Saints, kind of a possession guy, can work over the middle of the field, do some slot damage for you, not really command defense, but be a consistent receiving weapon, a guy that just knows how to get open. Or Golden Tate from the New York Giants, another one of these aging but, you know, slot receivers who can make some guys miss after the catch and really sit down in between zones over the middle of the field and just be a reliable target for your quarterback. None of those three guys are number one receivers, right? They're not going to take the Allen Robinson role, and the Bears aren't going to want to spend a lot of money at wide receiver after franchise tagging and presumably eventually using a long-term contract there for Allen Robinson. But perhaps the Bears could want to add something else to their receiver room as Anthony Miller has been a little bit slow to develop and you can never have too many wide receivers to help whoever your quarterback is going to be. But I look around at the wide receiver free agent class and it's a very talented group before you added those three veterans that have been released. And you also look ahead to the NFL draft and it's expected to be one of the deepest wide receiver classes we've seen in quite some time. So there's going to be a lot of opportunities to add young wide receivers. And so eventually something's going to slip through the cracks here in the same way that Tashawn Gibson did last year at safety, where he's still a starting caliber NFL safety, but no one signed him because they just had better options. And he ends up coming on a cheap one-year deal. Maybe that kind of thing could happen it's hard to say specifically, right? Maybe it won't be John Brown. Maybe it won't be Emmanuel Sanders. Maybe it would be Golden Tate. Or maybe it could be another free agent wide receiver that's already going to be available. But teams are going to sign Juju Smith-Schuster, Curtis Samuel, Corey Davis, Marvin Jones, Kenny Galladay, A.J. Green, even T.Y. Hilton. You know, all these other free agents have to be signed. And teams are going to want to, you know, sign the best free agents for the teams that actually need wide receivers. And the Bears can swoop in at the end take who's ever left at a very cheap deal. And if it can get a guy like Brown, Sanders, or Tate, that's not a bad way to add to your roster without spending a lot of money or taking away at your potential compensatory picks. Now, given the Bears' salary cap constraints, maybe one of these veteran wide receivers might be a little bit more of a luxury, but the offensive line group has a similar depth of released expensive players that could come to Chicago and fill important starting roles at a discount to elevate the offensive line. We'll look at some of the best candidates and figure out how they may fit in the Bears starting lineup next on Locked On Bears. 
NFL free agency always brings a wide variety of options for different players to bring in, almost as wide as the variety at rockauto.com. The online auto parts business has been serving customers for over 20 years with a catalog that's unique but remarkably easy to navigate. It's insane just how deep it goes with parts I've never heard of. I don't know what an engine control module does, but I know I can find it easily and get a great deal at rockauto.com. You just enter in your car's make and model and pulls up all the parts available for your vehicle, and then you get to choose between the brands, specifications, and prices you prefer. Because some of the chain part stores will have different price tiers for professional mechanics and do-it-yourselfers like us. But rockauto.com's prices are the same for everybody, so don't spend up to twice as much for the same parts. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Right locked on in their how-did-you-hear-about-us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. rockauto.com We're taking all the best Built Bar flavors and putting them head-to-head this month in a bracket on BuiltBar.com to truly find out which flavor is the best of the best. Because they're all part of the best-tasting protein bar. You can't go wrong with any flavor. They're all low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, high-fiber, and covered in 100% real chocolate. But some flavors are better than others, right? In the bracket today, we have caramel brownie versus cherry barcia. And I love the cherry chocolate flavor. Don't get me wrong. It is great. But I've got a box of caramel brownies literally on its way to me right now. It's actually supposed to arrive tomorrow because I ran out of caramel brownie. It is the Milky Way taste with the nutrition of a built Bar. You really can't go wrong with caramel brownie. The other matchup, lemon almond cheesecake versus carrot cake with walnuts. I tend to prefer the carrot cake flavor but I prefer the almond to the walnut in my Built Bar, and I do like the lemon-chocolate combination, and the cheesecake you get underneath there is just a, a great party in your mouth. So I lean lemon-almond cheesecake, but that's really a, a neck-and-neck decision for me there. You got to try them for yourself, and then go to BuiltBar.com or on Twitter at Bar underscore Built to vote on our Built Bar bracket. Don't forget to use our promo code LOCKEDON20 to get 20% off your next order at BuiltBar.com. The Bears need to find a new starting right tackle, and they could use some more experience, really, on the interior offensive line as well. And this free agent class of linemen is not short on experience. (laughs) There's not a lot of, like, young, top-of-the-line type options for guys that are really hitting free agency right in their prime and get a command top dollar. And maybe maybe teams don't really have top dollar to spend on offensive linemen right now, but the salary cap casualties has added to the pool quite nicely. And I think it'll leave the Bears again, like we talked about with wide receiver, where somebody's got to slip through the cracks. There's only so many offensive line starting spots. If you can do five times 32 in your head real quick, I think that's 160, but I, I'm not a math expert. And then, of course, you know, top backup spots. But you could sell a a free agent on the Bears spot 
either being a starting right tackle job or a potential starting interior line job or a competition to start, certainly at a number of positions. And it really has been the interior guys so far that have been the focus of released free agent players. There may be some expensive tackles coming, but there were clearly some guards that were maybe a little bit overpaid, at least to what the market is valuing them at right now. We saw Kevin Zeitler released from the New York Giants. Trey Turner from the Los Angeles Chargers was a guy that the Chargers were reportedly looking to trade but are likely going to release here with the start of the new league year as well to save some salary cap space. Uh, and a couple other guys like James Carpenter from the Atlanta Falcons or Senio Calamete from the Houston Texans, also starting caliber guys that are going to be released at guard. And I know the Bears' plan seems to be put Cody Whitehair at left guard, put James Daniels at right guard, and go with Sam Mustafer as your starting center. But I'm not ready to just hand Sam Mustafer that job without at least giving him some kind of competition. But it's not as though there's like this depth of specifically like centers that have been released and become available. There's some other free agent guys that could be of interest. But those guards are veteran experienced players and i you know i for me it's about getting my five best offensive linemen on the field and if that means putting Cody Whitehair back at center it's not what i'd like to do maybe James Daniels back at center could be you know i think i'd really prefer to keep Cody Whitehair at left guard but then if i'm trying to decide between right guard or center for James Daniels i'm a little bit less stuck on, you know, we'll make sure he's playing right guard because he's never played a right guard before. I mean, he's played left guard. It's not drastically different, but you never know exactly how a player is going to transition there. There's some concerns at center anyway. There's maybe some concerns at learning right guard. So you're not better off clearly at one spot over the other. So if you could get somebody like, you know, Calamete from the Texans is, is a quality guy who's going to be cheap. Carpenter from the Falcons has kind of always been a mid-level NFL starting guard, not a top-of-the-line guy, but a guy who will get the job done. You know, there, there's options there to really help out your offensive line. Otherwise, offensive tackle, the big name that was released was Riley Reef from the Minnesota Vikings. And the Vikings have obviously had offensive line trouble and issues for quite some time. You know, we've kind of known that they haven't been great on the offensive line, but Reef came over and has been or was, I guess, now, <laughs> a, a pretty consistent guy for them on the edge there, a guy that was able to somewhat lock down that spot after coming over from the Detroit Lions. And now he's 32 years old, so I don't think he's going to get the same you know, five-year, $58 million kind of contract he got last time. I don't think he's going to just come cheap on a one-year, $1 million deal or anything quite that low, but... He's a guy that would be ideal for the compensatory pick reasons we already mentioned. You know, guys like Trent Williams from the 49ers, he's going to kind of set the market there, I think, on the offensive tackle spot. Alejandro Villanueva from the Steelers, also a, a former Chicago Bear, you might remember. I mean, some of these guys are, are going to be a little bit more top of the market, and you wonder if maybe somebody like Reef could end up, I don't know that he'll slip all the way through the cracks, but could end up coming a little bit cheaper as some of the other more expensive options start to fill the biggest needs. We already talked about Ricky Wagner earlier this week, a guy I would target as a cheap offensive lineman for in my mock offseason that we did and went through 
re-signing, restructuring, releasing players, creating cap space, signing outside free agents, and a full seven-round mock draft as well. Made a little bit of a quarterback splash, but maybe not the one that's gotten talked about all that much up to this point in the season. But you're going to have to do something with this offensive line, and you're going to have to get something at offensive tackle before the NFL draft. You can't just go into the draft no clear starting right tackle and really force yourself to have to draft a starter. That's just not how Ryan Pace handles things. So I'd look for them to bring in somebody and they're going to try and do it cheap, especially depending on what happens here with the quarterback position. And if I want to go cheap on depth at center, one name to keep an eye on, the Detroit Lions released center Russell Bodine. And he didn't play at all last season. He actually opted out. Like Eddie Jack or like Eddie Goldman for COVID in 2020, and he hasn't been a starter for a little while. As a result, you might remember him from his time with the Cincinnati Bengals as their starting center. But after that, he spent a year as the Buffalo Bills center in 2018. And who was his offensive line coach on the Buffalo Bills? Juan Castillo, your Chicago Bears offensive line coach. So if I'm looking to bring in a center who can be a quality backup and compete to start with Sam Mustafer without like clearly taking the job from Mustafer, you can you can have it truly be an open competition and feel okay with either one starting. Give me Russell Bodine with NFL experience. He should be very cheap after not having played at all last season and you have that direct experience working with your Chicago Bears offensive line coach who should know the quality of Bodine as a player and a person inside and out. So it doesn't seem like it should be too difficult to find some kind of offensive line talent in free agency. The question is whether they can actually scoop up one of these guys that was just released to avoid the compensatory pick formula, or if they can just sign someone cheap enough that you know the compensatory pick formula is based on the contracts that the players sign as well. So if you're signing guys to a veteran minimum deal, that's not going to ultimately affect you too much in terms of getting those extra draft picks. So the cheaper you can go in some of those deals, the better. The problem is you don't want to go too cheap when it comes to starting positions, and especially as the Bears look to improve the secondary and try and get things right around Eddie Jackson and Kyle Fuller. They need a slot cornerback. They need a safety, and you don't want to skimp too much in that regard. We'll look at a couple of options that just became available that could be pretty decent fits with what the Bears are trying to run. Next, on Locked On Bears. The NFL rumor mill was churning after sportsbooks like betonline.ag removed their Russell Wilson trade odds from their websites, essentially saying, we're not taking any more action on this item, presumed to be a precursor to an actual deal or some sort of news happening with Wilson that they no longer want to take odds because it's about to change. We'll see if that actually ends up producing anything. But just because you can't bet on Russell Wilson doesn't mean there aren't plenty of other fun ways to play and win at betonline.ag. They've got NFL futures already available for divisions and conference championships and the Super Bowl next year, NFL draft prop bets, college football, basketball, baseball, soccer, tennis, hockey, golf. If it's a sport, they've got odds for it at betonline.ag. So head on over and sign up for a free account today and enter our promo code LOCKEDON to receive a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. BetOnline, 
your online sportsbook experts. Somehow the Bears always seem to find really good defensive linemen really cheap. It's never guys you've probably heard of, never guys that are big names, certainly. Always guys that have played on other teams and just haven't had as much success there. I think part of it's a product of playing with Khalil Mack in Chicago, a key mix, Eddie Goldman as well. But as you look ahead to the 2021 Bears They have their starting lineup in place, Hicks, Goldman, Nichols, all under contract, but not much beyond them depth-wise, and I'm sure we're going to see some kind of cheap veteran minimum type player brought in like Brent Urban, like Mario Edwards, like Nick Williams, and seemingly so many others, John Jenkins, all rotating in and seemingly playing at a high level. And a few decent options became available with releases here as salary cap casualties. I don't know. I, I don't think I would consider all these guys as veteran minimum options, but some of them are on the older side, and teams tend to go younger when it comes to the money on the defensive line. And again, it all becomes available about supply and demand of how many opportunities are out there and how many quality players are truly there to pay top dollar to. But I look at Adrian Claiborne, released by the Cleveland Browns, a longtime Atlanta Falcon. One of these guys who has kind of always been a 4-3 defensive end because he's like a little bit too big and heavy to be like an outside linebacker and drop back into coverage. But he's never been a supernatural interior defensive line guy. Like he's almost like not, I mean, he is big enough, but not in the same way. He's not as like bulky and you know, it doesn't anchor so much as he is just more power on the edge. But a guy that would be an interesting fit in Chicago that you could use in a few different ways. Carlos Dunlap from the Seahawks, kind of one of these interior, exterior bounce around guys, kind of like Lamar Houston used to be. He'll play defensive tackle on, you know, some pass rushing downs. and He can go on the end in run downs. You know, you could use him, again, in a lot of different ways on Chicago's defensive line. He was released by the Seattle Seahawks as a salary cap casualty. I've always loved... Henry Anderson of the New York Jets. He was a well, kind of a mid-round pick that went definitely far too under the radar and played at a super high level early in his career. Had some injuries there. He was on the Colts for a little while and just hasn't quite gotten back to that, but still a guy I would want as a Bears 3-4 defensive end. I mean, he would be a key part of your rotational defensive line. I'm curious what his market is going to look like. And then another one, Jarrell Casey from the Denver Broncos, a longtime Tennessee Titan. Now he's well past, you know, I don't say well past his prime, like he's terrible or anything like that, but clearly a guy, I think he's coming off an injury as well and didn't have the success in Denver that he did in Tennessee and and certainly on the downswing of his career. But you put him in a rotational role in Chicago, coming off the bench, playing, you know, 30 to 40% of the snaps or whatever, like Brent Urban or Mario Edwards and these guys. He stays a little bit fresh. He gets the boost of playing with Hicks and Khalil Mack, and he's a, a savvy, experienced veteran, a guy who has you know knows how to take on certain offensive linemen, knows what to look for and all those things. It's not this long-term, high-upside type future starter, but just a guy that could be cheap at this stage in his career and get a little bit of a resurgence in Chicago the way we've seen a lot of other defensive line. It's a little bit more of a luxury type thing like we talked about with wide receiver. There's a need there, but it's more of a depth need as opposed to like clearly finding a starter like you need 
at the slot cornerback spot or at the safety spot if you're not going to bring back to Sean Gibson, who at this, at this point is a free agent. And I would expect, after a decent season from Gibson, he's going to try the open market again and try and get a better deal than the minimum deal he signed with the Bears last offseason. And if he can get more, he may very well try and get more. And the Bears then have to find another new starting safety to put next to Eddie Jackson. And one name I'm interested in as either spot, and that's what's interesting here, LaMarcus Joyner from the Las Vegas Raiders. He was a longtime Los Angeles Ram before that, and he's played both safety and slot cornerback in his career. He was better, of course, in that Rams defense. Any defensive back playing with Aaron Donald in front of him tends to be better than what they had in Vegas. And he was perhaps better in that safety role than he was as a slot cornerback. But I like the idea of having a guy who can do both. That when he is on the field with Eddie Jackson, for example, he can be a two-deep safety, like what Sean Desai wants to do with this Bears defense, have more two-deep coverages, and he has the range to be able to play free safety. But he's also a slot cornerback, so that when you go to a single-deep look, he can come down and cover a wide receiver in the slot or you know, cover that middle of the field and not be, you know, too slow or out of place or lack any of those kind of coverage instincts. Like, he's not the physical enforcer, strong safety type guy. He's like 5'8", 190 pounds. He's kind of built a little bit more like a slot cornerback, but he has the skill set to be able to do both. And after a couple of struggling years with the Raiders, I think his price tag is going to be a lot lower than the, the big contract they signed him to that he ultimately disappointed on uh, quite a bit. But if the Bears want to go back to more of like a traditional, strong, safety-type box defender, a guy like Kenny Vaccaro, released by the Tennessee Titans, not a flashy, sexy kind of safety signing, but a guy that could fall through the cracks and, and be a cheaper option here. Because he just he's never been a elite safety. He's never been phenomenal. He's never been like a, you know, a go-to Pro Bowl caliber guy. He's just not over the top in coverage, right? He's not a big playmaker. He's not a super reliable option there all the time. He's he's more of, you know, the in the box kind of run defend. You know, he's not built like an extra linebacker, but has some of those instincts. He's six foot two fifteen or whatever, but he's not and he's not Roquan Smith or anything like that. But he can again fill that role and get the job done and maybe give the Bears a little bit more balance to Eddie Jackson. He can still play some of the deep safety stuff, but you certainly don't trust him as much in coverage as you would there with Eddie. He's just not an elite athlete. He doesn't have elite coverage instincts by any means, but can he get the job done? Yeah, but it's I mean, there's partially a reason for performance in addition to salary as to why the Tennessee Titans released him. If he had played better, he might have been worth the salary that he had been with. So you have to put it in the right context with Kenny Vaccaro. It's not... It's not the safety you target and really go after and identify as your guy, but a guy that could be an interesting fit as you look at different players to match up with Eddie Jackson in this new Bears defensive scheme. So they have options, right? They have a variety of different ways to go about this, regardless of what they do at quarterback and what their financial situation looks like. I mean, of course, if they can free up enough cap space and they don't spend a fortune on a quarterback or whatever and they can sign better players at those spots, Absolutely. You want the best players for your football team. But if you can get a good deal 
and or sign a player that won't count against the compensatory pick formula for next year. You know, you're, you're likely going to get something for Roy Robertson-Harris, potentially signing elsewhere. Mitch Trubisky, potentially signing elsewhere, could also bring compensatory picks back. And, you know, there's, there's a real possibility here for the Bears to get even more than just two six-round picks next year if they play their cards right. We'll see if the Bears start to show their cards a little bit more here as we get closer to the new league year and any and all big Bears developments. You can be sure we'll break it all down for you right here, five days a week on the Locked On Bears podcast. So make sure that you subscribe to keep up with all of our daily, in-depth Chicago Bears news and analysis. Then once free agency starts going, we'll be breaking down all the moves the Bears make, where the Bears' own players go, and how this roster starts to shape up for the 2021 NFL Draft, because that's where a lot of our coverage will go, you know, end of March into April as we gear up for the NFL Draft. We'll have you covered on all the prospects you need to know by then as well. So I hope you follow along with us and keep tuning in to help get through this offseason. It's a fun time to follow along, and I think it's a fun time to bear down.